I mean whether you believe in God or not, at some point something came out of nothing which is incredible. Whether it's nature or God, almost doesn't matter, it's still a miracle. Oh sorry, you caught me chatting with another robot. I forgot it was time to plug comedy shows. Mr. Big Shot comedian Gabriel Rutledge is performing at a wedding on Saturday April 6th. So unless you were invited to the wedding you can't go. Sometimes I wish I could be a more successful comedian's robot. If I worked for Mark Mayron, I don't think I'd be plugging weddings. I'd be plugging stamps.com. April 7th Gabriel will be performing at Aslan Depot, which I can only assume is a Narnia-themed bar in Bellingham, Washington. April 8th Gabriel has a private event in Las Vegas. Have you noticed when he has a private event in Tacoma, Washington he just says private event, but when it's in Las Vegas he makes sure you know where it is. What a dick. April 12th Gabriel is at the Roxy Theater in Longview, Washington, and April 13th he will be at the Egyptian Theater in Goose Bay, Oregon at a fundraising show for the American Cancer Society and Gabriel Rutledge. For more info and for all of Gabriel's show dates go to GabrielRutledge.com. Episode 14 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts in 5, 4, 3... Now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check. All right. Welcome to a very low-energy episode of the podcast. I am in uh, Dayton, Ohio. Crown Plaza Hotel. Room 403. In case you want to get me some uh, chicken wings delivered or anything. Uh... It's actually it's a decent hotel. I have one slight problem is uh my 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 only faucet I have in the room. It uh something is wrong with it and I only have hot water. I cannot get cold water. Uh which is fine cuz I like my water like I like my women. Hot and then lukewarm later. Uh I am sick. I jinxed it, man, my last episode. Oh, what a fun little rant I had. About, what did I say, CSI influenza. Everyone's like, oh, someone gave me the flu. And I was teasing the world for caring where their flu came from. And uh, I should have known. I was setting myself up for uh, getting my own flu. Uh, of course, as soon as I got home, back into the uh, Petri dish of a family home that I live in. Uh, all my kids had it. My wife has it. And uh, I got it too. And uh, it's a little, it's better than it was, but holy shit. Have you guys ever had the flu before? It's just me, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you about it. Brutal. Sickest I've been in uh, years, luckily. Um, but man, I... I, uh, I flew out on Wednesday, which is just like, you know, it's nice to have a temperature and, you know, it's three in the morning. I have a temperature of 101. I'm going to the airport. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Uh, and then, uh, that night I had a show in Cleveland, which I think went okay. I honestly don't remember some of it. 
Um, I know my voice wasn't great, but, uh, it was, uh, I, you know, I didn't, I should have hung out probably afterwards. I should have smoothed a little bit. I should have, uh, it's a, a beautiful club, Hilarities in Cleveland. And, uh, I was in the little room and in the big room, there was a just for laughs audition, which I did earlier in the year. And, you know, the same guy was there. We were talking before the show. I probably should have hung out, schmoozed with him a little bit, but, uh, I thought I might die, so I just went back to my hotel room, and then the next day, uh, woke up, and, uh, just, I mean, you guys know, it's the kind of thing where you wake up in the middle of the night, and you just don't even realize until you hear it, like it's from someone else, like, oh, that's me making noises in my sleep, like, Row, no, uh, just shivering, I'm trying to find my car in the uh hotel parking garage i couldn't find it i'm shaking to death it's only it's like 48 degrees outside it's not that cold but i'm like shaking it i'm like i'm gonna die in this cleveland parking garage this is where it ends uh and uh yeah i uh you know i've I've been getting a little better every day since then but uh comedy is a terrible job i should probably stop that sentence right there but comedy is a terrible job to have when you're sick good news everybody gabriel is going to complain about his comedy career again no look i know comedy is a bad i mean (coughs) every job is bad when you have the flu (coughs) excuse me let me have a refreshing uh drink of warm water oh that hits the spot uh every job sucks when you have the flu, of course. And I'll say the positive, the positive thing about uh, comedy and uh, having the flu is there's a lot of uh, downtime during the day. A lot of sleep. You know, you can relax all day. But this is the bad part. I mean, I guess the main bad part is you can't cancel. Uh, you can't just call in sick at comedy. I mean, I guess I could, but I don't even know the ramifications of me doing that. Uh, you know, I'm working all these funny bone clubs for the first time and, uh, I'm trying to put my best foot forward and, uh, show them I belong working these funny bones. And there's no, there's no way, there's no way, maybe a local gig at a bar or something. I might cancel if I had the, no, I wouldn't, no, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't. That's the thing about being a comedian. It never occurs to you to not do the show (laughs) ever. You just do it, no, no matter what. But uh, the th- I think the thing the thing that is so hard about being sick and doing comedy is to be sick and have to be entertaining. It's brutal. Like to be sick and just kind of trudge through your workday and like Ugh, get stuff done. Yeah, that's one thing. But to fucking put on a happy face. And uh make sure people get their money's worth who bought a paid for a babysitter and bought comedy tickets. That's uh that's a toll psychologically. I mean uh Friday morning I uh I had to do I had to do morning TV here in Dayton. What was it called? Living Dayton, Good Morning Dayton, something like that. And uh you know I'm I have like a fever breaking. I'm sweating profusely on local television. Just sweat pouring off of me. I'm next to these people in makeup 
who are super attractive morning TV people. You know, in fact, they played a clip of me saying people say I look like Chubby Jesus, so they talked about their celebrity doppelgangers. Uh, and uh, it, it was the dude said he says people look, he looks like Ryan Gosling. And, and the woman said people say I look like Britney Spears. These are attractive people who had professional makeup put on. And I am sitting next to them, pale as a ghost, dark circles under my eyes, sweating profusely. I, I looked like I was there to warn them about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like, I know we're trying to do hot topics right now, but the zombies are coming. Get to the highest building you can and lock the door. Pray to your God. Also, St. Louis does cut their bagels weird. That was that was one of the hot topics. Apparently, St. Louis, they cut their bagels like they're loaves of bread or something. I don't know. It's weird. But I will say, uh, Ohio does not have any room to talk about people cutting food weird because Ohio is one of the places where they, they don't cut triangle pizza slices. They cut, like, uh, a bunch of uh, tiny square pieces. Sort of like they're cutting brownies or lasagna. Uh, which I don't love it or hate it. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it throws your uh, your numbers off where you're like, how many pieces of pizza did you have? Four. You think you know what that means. But if you're in Dayton, Ohio, you're like, how many pieces did you have? You could be like 18 and it's really not that many, which is really a fat way to think. But also, who's going to ask you how many slices of pizza you had? <laughs> That's such a kid thing. How many pieces did you have? Is there enough we can all get two slices of cake? I, I remember as a kid being very concerned that my older brother was not getting more ice cream than I was. And uh, <clears throat> if I had a time machine, I would go back and tell both those kids, you've had enough ice cream. My mom used to say a thing that I'm sure her mom said that I was thinking about when I was a kid. And, uh, uh, it is, I don't know, not the healthiest thing to tell children. Uh, she used to say, well, at dinner, she'd be like, uh, if you don't clean your plate, it won't be a sunny day tomorrow. Which, um, it's kind of funny because we lived in South Bend, Washington, where it rained about a hundred inches a year. And so, uh. The logic of that uh, was a little bit lost because we cleaned our plate and uh, it still rained a shit ton. Well, this is kind of a funny thing to like, you know, my brother's in really good shape. I mean, I'm not. I'm being too self-deprecating. I'm fine. Okay, I'm fine. I have a healthy, when I don't have the flu, I have a healthy body that functions and uh, I'm not body shaming myself. But uh, yeah, just thinking about... Uh, uh, I guess there was a time in the history of the world, uh, well, there still is other places, but a time in, uh, in America where it was like, finish your food, because winter's coming, and I'm trying to keep you alive, and that is not a thing we have to tell our kids right now. Uh, we have to be like, um, are you sure you're hungry, or are you just eating because you're bored? Eating because you're bored has to be new in the history of the world. In the last hundred years only. There was no... I mean... 
pick a decade in the 1700s. Wait, that's a century. Pick a century in the 1950s. No, that's a decade. The 1700s. Uh, let's what's eat. If you were eating because you were bored in the 1700s, that means you were eating someone else's food, and you might not all make it through winter. There's no such thing as eating because you were bored. But I will say, my kids, uh, like my daughters, will like, eat half a cookie and leave it. Which, um, to me, is alien behavior. I'm like, not finishing a cookie? I didn't raise any quitters. I'll finish it for you. It'll be a sunny day in my heart. <sighs> Hello. This is a commercial word for Anchor Podcast, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably... Have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry. And you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy. It's free. Uh, they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship. But I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this. So worth it of course it is uh go to anchor.fm or the anchor app we now return to another riveting episode of the rutledges it's funny when you have the flu because your life drastically changes but no one else's does but you kind of want them to know like people are sending me emails like hey i'm like hey why are you sending me an email right now i'm on my deathbed how dare you Suggest I communicate with you under these conditions. And I've I've had good shows, uh, despite feeling like garbage and not having the best voice in the world. I've had good shows, but it's funny. Like I want people to know, sort of. I don't tell them, but they're like, "Good show," and I want to be like, "Yeah." And I had the fucking flu, but I don't really want them to know I have the flu. It's like, yeah, if you're a sports fan, the Michael Jordan flu game is like a, a legendary game because he had the flu and he, he had this amazing game, made all these three-point shots. But it's only a legendary Michael Jordan flu game because people knew he had the flu. I feel like I'm doing legendary flu shows, but no one knows because I don't, I'm not telling them. I mean, I tell the club, like, I'm getting over something. I don't want, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy I had good shows. I'm happy I've been able to pull it off, but, uh, draining, uh, to say the least. I do, I'm not there yet, but I do like the, the period of time, uh, after you're better. Like, when the flu's over, and you sort of have this rebirth of, like, the amazing wonder of simple life, where you're like, how come I never noticed how good sunshine feels on my face? Do the birds always make these chirping noises? or Why is life so beautiful all of a sudden? And then also, because you're not really eating when you have the flu, after the flu's over, you're like, why did I used to eat so much? I got a new routine now. I'm just going to eat two grapes for breakfast, an egg for lunch, and three bites of yogurt for dinner. That's all I need. The other night I felt like a late night snack. I had two almonds. 
that really hit the spot. That's all I need. You know, then a week later, you're eating a large pizza by yourself with the curtains drawn because you're like, why is the sun so goddamn bright? Why won't those birds shut up? Ah! I'm going to throw these almonds at them. I'm not eating this shit anymore. I have, uh, I've never been, no, I have been to Dayton. Uh, I did a different club in Dayton years ago. Uh, but this is the first time here at the Funny Bone, and it's the first time I've been to a club in Dayton that people went to, which is kind of fun. It's, this is oversimplifying, uh, uh, the people of Dayton, uh, of course, but it's a weird urban redneck mishmash of people. Because it's a pretty, it's a decent sized city, and it's not too far from Cincinnati. But it's like, you know, the people coming to my shows are uh, just, you know, uh, I guess mostly white people, but probably more black people than normally come to a Gabriel Rutledge show. Uh, I don't know what, I'm not good at numbers, 20% of the audience maybe, but that's kind of fun, because I don't normally get that. And, uh... And then there's some people who clearly live in a city, but there's some people that look like they're coming to the show to get supplies later. I mean, there was a second show Saturday. The table right in front of me looked like they came to the show straight from a duck blind. I mean, camouflage. He's wearing an orange T-shirt that says Redneck Nation on it. Uh, And then uh, there was this other guy I ended up talking to. Uh, after I, uh, I actually pitched my get in the van shirt, uh, and he, I don't know, he was excited because he had a van, and I couldn't, he sounded like he was from the deepest of the deep, deep south, uh, and I could not believe a person who lives in Dayton even had that accent. (laughs) That is not the voice I was expecting to hear. You got a man perfect for that? Is that you you're not bullshitting? That's how you communicate? <laughs> What's that? Her name's all faithful. Her name's all faithful? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've looked at white people like black people do. <laughs> like these crazy fucking crackers. <laughs> I get it now. I feel like I get it. I think I just broke through. I didn't mean to bring up any racial things. Look, some of my best friends are white. I will say that. Most of them, so. Well, sir, I will have a shirt available. For old faithful. Are you from here? Are you from Dayton? Yeah, Dayton. <laughs> See, to my knowledge, there was not a Dayton accent. I, is there a bit of a Dayton accent? I Where are your parents from? Don't ask questions. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs>
you, sir. <laughs> and I'm not going to look in your van either. <laughs> That's the question. Where are your parents from? My, you're goddamn. Sounds like a pretty funny comedian, huh? Well, what if I told you he did that show 
Well, he had the flu. Huh? Still same opinion as before? All right, fine. That was my Michael Jordan flu game. You guys don't give a shit. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to be done. I'm exhausted. I have one more show tonight. Um, and then I get to go home and probably catch something else. So I lead a full life. Um, I didn't look to see if I have any iTunes reviews, but, uh, if you leave me an iTunes review, I will read it on the podcast. And, uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I love you. Most of you, some of you, a few of you, and uh, talk to you next week. over. We're done. Bye.